0: I'm Adam,
1: and I'm Meg,
0: and we're gonna watch Breaking Bad
1: in reverse. Breaking Breaking backwards.
0: All right, we're in it. Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Breaking Backwards. I'm Adam,
1: and I'm Meg.
0: And uh, Meg's never seen Breaking Bad. I've seen it a billion times. She's watching it in reverse. This is episode eleven. Meg, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing okay. I'm. Uh, I. It's the earliest we've ever recorded at uh, 12 p.m. And I'm still in my pajamas because time is meaningless.
0: It's uh, it's 2 p.m. where I'm at, and uh, so it's a little bit, you know, better. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. Uh, we were originally gonna record at like 10 a.m. So, uh,
1: I felt I f- when you texted me that and my response was, let me check the waves. I could feel you being like, oh, like
0: over the phone. <laughs> I didn't really get it. I was like, uh, like I thought that was like a joke. Like, oh, let me ch- like check my horoscope.
1: Oh, no, I was I wanted to see how the surf report was.
0: Um, well, shit. Well, here we are. We just watched an episode. I'm at my parents' lake house because my parents have a lake house that I frequent from time to time.
1: And I'm still um, in the closet. Uh, and Meg's
0: still in the closet. Uh, I'll, I mean, this is my like, house that I purchased with uh, the uh, millions of dollars I made in the entertainment business. <laughs> you too could have one like this someday. Uh, well, not what we talked about this before. Not everyone. Not everyone's built for the business like we are.
1: Yeah. We, this is, we're, we do a good job of mm-hmm. um, capitalizing on our inherent talents that we were born with. And the world rewards us with money. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You, sometimes you're born and you got it. Other times you just got to accept that you don't got it and mm-hmm. and that you might not have a place in Clear Lake, Iowa. That's a second home.
0: The world's a caste system. Me and Meg happen to be on the top. I'm sorry. You just all have to deal with it. <laughs> what uh, can we say? What can we say? Uh, anyway, uh, we just watched the episode. What's this episode called? I'm not even looking. I'm trying to remember. Buyout. This episode's called Buyout. Uh, and it's. Uh, I don't remember this episode that well, but I really fucking liked it
1: uh i immediately okay so our cold open here because
0: it's oh okay, okay hold on i gotta run to my closet
1: oh because because you need your coat right. and then i gotta put on my jacket because it's chilly out. oh is that a parka that's nice
0: oh no, yeah it's a parka because i i figured since we're gonna do this every week and i I just i want to look good while i do it so i got a parka on <laughs> great and i am ready for the cold oh, open Ooh, it's mm-hmm. so
1: chilly I didn't like this cold open because I knew what was coming, and uh, I didn't want to see anything upsetting. Uh, Yeah,
0: when you sire a child, I imagine seeing a a not-alive child is pretty sad.
1: As you said, it wasn't particularly, like, uh, gory or anything, but I just knew that some kid was going to be dead and that they were, like, covering their tracks after, you know, killing them, and I didn't like seeing Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's almost more, like... Because like if they would have showed like a body getting like hacked up, that would have been like crude and you just want to be like, ugh. but the breaking up the dirt bike was almost like more sad. I thought
1: the fact that they like put so much effort into covering their tracks.
0: So, yeah, so much effort and just like this was a kid's probably favorite thing and they're just like burning it with acid.
1: Yeah. So that's what they were doing mm-hmm. in those drums. They were burning them with acid.
0: Yeah, hydrofluoric acid to melt the body. And then Walt pulls out another drum, which is clearly meant for the child. Yeah, that that
1: something. was upsetting. I didn't like that. Well, yeah.
0: I'm glad they cut away. <laughs> and then they cut to something much nicer, which is Jesse punching Todd.
1: Yeah. God, that guy's such a fucking psycho. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well. What are you going to do? I, what are you going to do? Some There's big world out there. A lot of psychos. Yeah. Uh, he mentions his... Uh, Oh no, that would be out of the cold open. I think he mentions his uh, uncle in prison.
1: Mm, Yeah, or his uncle who has connections to prison.
0: Connections in prison. Yeah, Yeah. which we see bear fruit later on.
1: So at this point, then the the we have just never met Jack before. This is Mm -hmm. the some. So we don't know what all those Nazis look like.
0: No, That there's a whole
1: team of them, and we don't even know if
0: he calls him Ricky Hitler. We don't even. We're like, oh, little harsh, Jesse. Just. (laughs) Why do all these people go right to Nazism, and then it turns out he's right?
1: Well, that was the thing. It was like, uh, did Vince Gilligan plant that seed purposely, or did they be, come up with the generation for them to be Nazis after they're like, well, he calls him Ricky Hitler. Maybe they could just be Nazis. I don't
0: know. I don't know how they write these things. They're um, they're good at it. <laughs> I I I couldn't do it.
1: Uh, yes, you could. You're in the business.
0: Well, I could but then no one else would have a shot and I don't I don't want to take the time to write every show
1: that would be hard you'd make it It, killing though
0: yeah but my carpal tunnel couldn't handle it like yeah I could I could pump out a spec right now I could throw out a pilot that would just I wouldn't be able to lift it up because it would be covered in Emmys
1: oh yeah fair
0: yeah I can't I don't have the time is the problem
1: um uh, so we get through, we're in the office. He's Ricky Hitler's, uh, they're chewing out uh, Todd because Todd has uh, killed this boy. Uh, and they're like, that was maybe not the best choice. Uh, and then... Uh,
0: they are really, they use a lot of positive reinforcement. I'm like, hey, life's a collection of choices. Good and bad. You made a bad choice. And we want to move forward making better choices. They- and I hear you. <laughs> But this is what I'm putting out there, and that was—I thought that was really cool.
1: I liked how they pointed out three things he did well, and then three areas for improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah. was valuable.
0: Uh, that showed maturity amongst the group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it fun just having Mike around?
1: Yes, I really like this character so much. Just mm-hmm. from the yeah. get-go, uh, he's basically the best old man character I've ever met. He's—he's uh, he's wonderful. Yeah.
0: It, it does kind of suck watching those first eight and being like, ah, or first nine, I guess, and he's just not around.
1: It <laughs> Did, uh, I guess this is something you, I'm not sure if it counts as spoilers or not, but, like, could you tell that he was going to die before this, or did you did that death catch you by surprise?
0: It kind of caught me by surprise. Um, you could kind of tell, like, well, because the prison episode, the one after Mike died, that was the, um... That was the mid-season finale, where like they were like going off for a year, and then they come back, and uh, like the mid-season finale ends with Hank figuring out that it's Walt and on the pooper.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so you couldn't really die, but like I don't know, like there's always just a feeling like it's nearing the end of the season. Some main In like of a the middle of a final season, like some main characters like could go, and he just kind of felt like the most like done.
1: Really, he seemed like and, the most complete to you, cause he seems. Just, I don't Just because like
0: Jesse's got a bunch of stuff he's got to wrap up. Walt for sure. I figured Walt was gonna make it till the end, yeah. and then Hank obviously the full the final season was gonna be about him like on a on a chase. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I didn't. I definitely didn't see it coming. As soon as um. Walt and him are alone. I thought, oh, okay. Yeah. Because they, yeah, because they're 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 punchy men who who who, who grr at each other.
1: <laughs> I will say, out of all the impressions you do uh you do i in my opinion the best mike your mike is your strongest so far i thought
0: really because my jesse crushes
1: i know that you are really proud of your jesse and it's not to diminish the quality of your jesse i just think that when you do your mike uh that's i feel like he's here with me
0: walter (laughs) walter we gotta go (laughs) i love him he fucks he's great
1: he's fucking great and he loves uh, his granddaughter.
0: He loves... Yeah, I, we don't... So we're not sure yet, obviously, if he just loves his granddaughter or grandchildren. In, like, in general, the concept of grandchildren.
1: Oh, like, just that? Because I was like, we've only ever heard of Kaylee. so We've only ever
0: heard of Kaylee, but he just might be like, fuck, I love grandkids. Jesus, mm. they're the best.
1: Yeah, just continuing the genetic legacy, just doing just a great watch job. Him,
0: watching him play and going, good job.
1: Just reading a newspaper, doing the crossword mm-hmm. puzzle while your kid climbs a train Just goes, Grandpa.
0: Every once in a while, just plucking from your brain just a, the, the littlest bit of advice that's going to change their life.
1: <laughs> They're just so malleable at that age. You mm-hmm. can really set them on a trajectory. They do. So,
0: Mike, you know this. He's in Better Call Saul, the prequel. Mm. Um, and Kaylee's in that, and she's in other episodes of this. And I've they do a good job. I'm assuming... Like, 20 little kid actresses have played her. And she gets a little more screen time in Better Call Saul. And she looks older, I think. And that takes place, like, years before this. Sure. Yeah, uh-huh. so I don't know. They do a good job because I never think about it until afterwards.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it's just one of the pitfalls of casting children actors in movies. I mean,
0: we've both been on the other side of that table when we have to cast a child.
1: We and often you do wor- it, yeah.
0: You work with the child for one day and you'll get this fucking kid out of my sight will find another one. So most likely that's what happened.
1: They're very expendable, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're
0: just, yeah,
1: gone. To also be fair, I've seen it the other way around where they, in a very popular movie franchise, replace a main character's father, like, just really? part with, yeah, through in Marvel, they, like, change oh. Howard Stark, like, after a couple movies.
0: Well, don't they... They have him as old man Howard Stark, which is John Slattery, and then young man Howard Stark, which is some hunk.
1: Well, the some hunk, there's also like a middle ground where he's like John Slattery plays like what is morphing into, I don't know. It seems oh. weird because uh, <laughs> he, he almost looks like Walt Disney in one of the movies I watched. I don't oh, know. I remember
0: that. I can't. So I, this, I don't know if this is a hot take. I never think you should recast a character. I can't play pretend. I can't watch all the other characters pretend that this person looks the same. Uh, I it, Game of Thrones did it a bunch. Mm-hmm. They recast, uh, in their second to last season, I think they recast this one character. Did you watch Game of Thrones? No. There's this character, Dario, and I think he's introduced, no, he's introduced at the end of the third season for like three episodes, and then they recast him for the next season. And it's like they didn't even try. He just (laughs) looks like a totally other human being. Everyone's like, well, that's him. We've always known him like that. I don't like it. Uh, It's the only problem I have with The Dark Knight. I know we like Maggie Gyllenhaal more than Katie Holmes, probably. I
1: don't know. I like Maggie Uh, better than Katie. I
0: like Maggie way better. Okay, cool. We are allowed to say that. (laughs) Uh, I like Maggie Gyllenhaal way better, but he doesn't look like Katie Holmes. And it bums me out the whole movie. (laughs)
1: Uh, they did that. I mean, with the Hulk too, because Edward. They Norton... did that. Yeah, I hate... even though I love Mark Ruffalo, I love him. Well, Edward but I Norton don't know. Was being a fanny, and they also did that with War Machine as well. So yeah. I my only frame. I of loved, reference is Mark uh, new movement.
0: who's the new War Machine?
1: Well, uh, well, initially it was what's his name, Terrence Terence Howard. Howard was the original. Yeah, and now... Don Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle. Yeah, and so uh, which uh, every time they recast, it seems like they. Uh, level up at least in that mm. franchise
0: yeah for sure but uh and they make it like a cheeky joke about the war machine one in uh in uh iron man 2 do they i forgot it's something when like uh, tony stark's on trial and he's like you look you look better he's like i look different and then like they oh, just go into the scene
1: right in the beginning i don't know iron
0: man 2 it's everyone's favorite movie go rewatch it you have your criterion collection on your shelf right now Everyone loves Iron Man 2.
1: I just rewatched it two weeks ago, actually. <laughs> Did you really? It wasn't bad, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's as bad as everyone says it is. Yeah. It's, just, it's it's forgettable.
1: It's interesting how little, uh, what's Mickey Rourke actually does in that movie. It's
0: interesting that he's, wow, I don't think we've ever gotten this off topic, but I do <laughs> want to make one more point about Mickey Rourke and the Iron Man 2, and you're going to have to listen to it. Go for it. Uh, well, he's in that scene where you know he attacks him uh, when he's driving a room room race car.
1: Oh yeah, in in Milan, yeah. But like,
0: Mickey Rourke just like kind of has like a vest, and there's a bunch of dudes with guns around that could just shoot him.
1: Yeah, but he has a lot of exposed skin, and they're like, yeah. Well, let's see how they're this like. Oh, goes. I, hope,
0: <laughs> I hope Iron Man gets out of this one. And then as soon as Iron Man gets out of this one, a bunch of dudes with machine guns just like run in and like arrest him.
1: Yeah. They well, so, I guess it just shows a complacency of police in uh a glo- as a global thing. I don't know. I, let's cut this. Po-
0: <laughs> we have that running joke where we're really pro police. I don't even know if we can do that this week.
1: We cannot.
0: Uh, we cannot. <laughs> um. So yeah, those cops suck. Yeah. Uh, those cops suck, and cops sometimes often suck. Okay. That's very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Breaking Bad.
1: Back mean, to no Breaking words. Bad. Uh, can we
0: trace how we got to there?
1: I d- how did can't. we get to Iron okay, Man? Okay, to... so we're talking about how Kaylee Trout has been replaced by other actors. Er, actresses. Right. And,
0: and then we talked about... Howard Stark. I don't like recastings. And yeah. then you brought up Howard Stark. And then it just brought us into Iron Man. Okay, that's how we got there. Yeah,
1: though we did also step foot in a little bit of Game of Thrones. Um, uh uh-huh,
0: And a little bit of um, opinions about the police. Yeah. Okay,
1: okay good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, 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 good. So... Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, we know that Mike loves his granddaughter. That's kind of where I feel like we pick up the thread there.
0: Right, right, right. And there we have this amazing scene where Mike's doing his favorite thing in the world,
1: hanging out, watching with his, his, granddaughter. his granddaughter play. Yeah.
0: And Steve Gomez, our friend. Yes. So it's it's weird. There's two people we like uh, on opposite sides of a conflict.
1: They might really enjoy sitting down and having a beer together. You don't know that they wouldn't.
0: Me and Meg are very much in the opinion that these two just talked they'd be really good friends <laughs> they both care about their jobs and they both get the work done mm-hmm. so but unfortunately then that this is not the timeline that we live in uh
1: yeah. so i feel yeah, like do you want to describe this scene oh oh so yes i do want to describe this because it's very fun uh you can tell that mike is aware that he's being tailed and uh Steve and another officer I don't recognize and I have to imagine he was probably uh, retired. Like, oh, he was the only under five of this scene Mm -hmm. or this episode. He sure was.
0: Oh, we'll get into him (laughs) later on. Uh,
1: They're observing him from a car. You can tell Mike is aware that he's being observed as he uh, like is getting ready to leave with his granddaughter. He writes a note. We can't see what he writes and he places it under the garbage can and they're like, oh, he's doing a drop. That mm-hmm. is, and they leave and uh, they're, they're like, no one's around uh, they could be hours, so Steve Gomez goes and he puts on latex gloves and he picks up the uh, stupid garbage can and guess what the note says it says, it says fuck, fuck
0: you. you
1: dude, fuck
0: you <laughs> is what it says I loved it uh, Meg pointed this out when we were watching it and she was right, when you watch this on AMC fuck is blurred out in a really distracting way <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I can't wait to find a screen cap of that because it's, I want. I'm very curious. <laughs>
0: it's very clear they wrote that and they're like, they had to have written that. Gone, you know, in AMC they're not going to let us put this. And they, just it's for when everyone watches it later. When when most people will watch it. Yeah. Um. And it's yeah, I love it. It's one of my favorite scenes.
1: Honestly, I think that like sometimes uh, with censorship like that, it just turns out to be that the blurring it is like m- m- almost lends itself to more offensive like it gives it more an, a more offensive air than if they just put up the word fuck you know
0: one of the weirdest censorships i've ever seen and i'm sorry i'm not gonna i am so i am not going to i do not care that we're getting off track uh there was do you remember the game show the weakest link yeah there was an it was either an snl or a mad tv sketch about it and the, the game of the sketch was that the host was really mean to everyone. And uh, and she goes, uh, she says, "One, here's your question. Can you hear this? And she flipped him off upside down. <laughs> and then he's like, no. And she goes, well, let me turn it up. And then she turned her finger up. And when she turned her finger up, it wasn't blurred upside down. And then she turns it up and they blur it. Yeah. And that's the weirdest thing to me, why it's fine that way and not the other way. I think, At least in, like, the mid-2000s when that was blurred.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's like when you say, you can say, bol- you were able to say, like, bullshit if you were just referring to something as, what was it like? If you were referring to a pile of bullshit, you could yeah, say bullshit, say. but if it was something was, uh, like you know bad you couldn't call it bullshit i don't know like there's some Uh, type of link there
0: and it's all different now like i was watching it's always sunny on fx like after 9 p.m and they were just saying fuck and so i was like okay so you can you can say stuff now
1: well fx is different like fx is is, an fx i assumed
0: amc and fx were in the same boat but maybe i'm wrong
1: well yeah maybe no you're probably right and i bet amc is different now too than when it was in the Mm -hmm. mid 2000s but like uh, I don't know. It is interesting to think about because Mike has been saying. I've only ever known Mike to say "fuck" once per episode in some capacity. Did he point. say "fuck" and? Lo- oh, he does famously.
0: Say <laughs> "fuck" right before he dies. Yeah.
1: Um. So, all that being said, uh, <laughs> quite a quite a cheeky little bastard Mike is. Uh, yeah, we, Mike's
0: for an old man. He's a he's a real scamp.
1: I would like to. Write a bunch of notes that just say fuck you and leave them in precarious places around uh, Los Angeles and just know that eventually somebody you know, will find them. You
0: know what? L- listeners, all eight of you, <laughs> uh, I want you all to write fuck you on a note and leave it somewhere where someone you know will find it. Uh, and then, you know, tweet at us the, what you did and see if that happens.
1: It'll be good. We'll listen Yeah, like it'll be
0: good. It. And- uh, and uh, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe we'll give uh, throw you a like. I mean, we're pretty sparse with those. Uh, we don't like everything, but we might if it's good enough. Uh,
1: if it earns but, it, yeah, yeah,
0: uh, our yeah. We don't our, our our brand wouldn't be as good as it is if we just tossed out likes like they were candy. So we,
1: you know. All right. So what's the thread of the episode going well, forward? What, what have we actually I don't know, I'm covered? Fun. <laughs> uh,
0: so I'm. I have the Wikipedia up here. Okay. Uh, so. Mike under pressure from the increased surveillance of Jesse. Oh, this really doesn't go chronological or so. Let's just go plotline. Okay. Yeah, plot line So uh, Walt is Mike realizes that like uh, he's getting tailed just an awful lot. And he um, Walt comes into bit work one day and he's like, hello, boys. And uh, him and Jesse have hooked up a little scheme they're going to sell. their of the methylamine to get just $5 million each. Well, it's welcome to join if he wants to, but they'll also just uh, let him keep his. And my mom is texting me right
1: now. What does your mom want, Shelly?
0: Oh, cause I cooked on the stove and I didn't clean it. And she's, cause I was rushing up here to to you know, to um record to do this. And you know what, that was shitty of me. I should have cleaned the stove. So sorry, mom, that's on me. <laughs> Listen to this episode, you'll get your apology. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't mean it. I apologize. You got you to gotta listen to episode 11 if you want that apology. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, he comes into the, the, Walt comes into the warehouse, I guess, the truck storage yeah. facility, and he's like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and he's kind of blindsided by this deal between, um, Mike and Jesse to get out of the business. And, um, mm-hmm.
0: Oh, and the real, there's a scene before this uh, for, where I kind of just sets this up a little bit where Walt and Jesse are on a cook mm. and the news report comes on about the disappeared kid and Walt seems pretty just disingenuous being like, I, I couldn't sleep last night.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. And also, and that, it does seem like Jesse is so deeply impacted by... so This is something where it's like... You can kind of see that this bothers him throughout the rest of the series. Like, I didn't realize what was really fucking with him so much.
0: Oh, yeah, because from this point on, he is a little, like... I Did you even notice he was maybe... Oh, no, I guess because the kid's dead at the very... Maybe next week you'll notice he's, like, a little pluckier.
1: Yeah. Because
0: uh, he's pretty, like, fucked up the rest of the series you've seen.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, obviously my frame of reference for Jesse is kind of, like, this strung-out emotional guy who sometimes mm-hmm. gets caught up with drugs uh mm-hmm. you know cooks drugs and then you know throws away all of the money he makes but uh yeah he uh he I guess knowing that how much this affected him to see like a young kid get killed and then have to it seems like this particular killing they must not like kill innocent people very often is all mm-hmm. I can imagine from yeah. this. because it seems well, especially yeah children, yeah, yeah, for sure mm-hmm. um. um.
0: And Jesse, I mean, he's got a connection with a kid, and we know. Yeah, we just don't Brock. know exactly
1: what yeah. it is. Least well, you've met
0: Brock one time, right?
1: Yeah. And so, yeah. At, my theory on Brock is he's just Andrea's son, and Andrea is somehow was somehow romantically linked to Jesse. But I don't mm-hmm. know that Brock is Jesse's son now that I think about it. So, I guess we'll find yeah. out. We'll find out. We'll for find
0: sure. out. Uh,. So yeah, and then Walt goes in and like whistles, and Jesse's like, "I don't think,
1: I don't think he's as sad as I am." Yeah, I don't, I don't think he really cares that much. Oh, I've been crying. <laughs> you are whistling.
0: Uh, once again, that's not really Aaron Paul. That was me. That
1: was uh, you. He's not that in was Clear me. Lake. Well, he mm-hmm. could be in Clear Lake, nope. but he's not with you.
0: He might be here. We don't know. I haven't checked everywhere. <laughs> uh, uh, anyone who I'm not directly looking at could be theoretically right behind me.
1: That's fair. That's true. Mm -hmm. Um, So then, uh, go forth. Oh,
0: well, okay. There's this little scene that we'd probably probably miss if I did. I would definitely miss if I didn't have this up uh, where Skylar being a... We both agree kind of a bad mother uh, (laughs) is with... uh, Or no, not Skylar. I don't know who Skylar is. A smoking lady is with on-the-phone lady. Yes. And uh, they're just like talking about the therapy and the baby is kind of just chewing on Skylar's jewelry, which you shouldn't let a baby do.
1: Yeah, I was. it was interesting to have Skylar sitting there, like... Uh, or it was interesting to have a smoking lady sitting on the couch crying about feeling like a bad mother and the kids weren't safe. And to have the baby actively putting, like, several thousand choking hazards in her mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, you don't... Maybe you've never but had the, a baby before.
0: The bracelet is long. Like, if she... I. It would take quite a while for her to get that down her mouth, It's not
1: like her eating the whole bracelet. It's if one of the beads that came off of the bracelet, like if a bead Uh, came off and got in her nose or mouth, then it would be stuck there. All right. I get it.
0: I'd be (laughs) a bad father.
1: You learn this stuff. Also, once the baby exists and it's your baby, you're like, oh, God, how do Mm, I keep it alive? And then everything seems like a threat, no matter what, even if it's not real. (laughs)
0: when I see a baby, since I don't have one, I'm just like, oh, God, how do I get it out of the room?
1: <laughs> I. It seems I like you have begun to tolerate the concept of little babies a little better since you became an uncle, right?
0: Yeah. And I spent a week with my, like, best friends from college. They're married, and they have a baby now. And I spent a week with that baby, and I did kind of grow, ta- grow attached to it. Yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and so...
1: Did the baby like you? Did it play with your hair or anything? Yeah,
0: she eventually called me Dada. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she
0: just Which I, was. all men
1: are daddies. Huh? That was
0: fun. So I was like, well, Austin, you can leave. <laughs> I live here now. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. And then, once they start talking, I just I'm like, I don't give a shit what you have to say.
1: Oh, that's when it's the best. It's... Is that when
0: it's the best? Because she was saying like words, and I loved that. She would be like, more... Or like, um,
1: oh, did she do sign language? I taught my kids sign language. Too. She did
0: sign language, and she did she did a few little sign languages, and she, like, Dada mama, baba, when she wanted to watch Moana, which is like the movie that's like the screensaver for their TV now, it was just mana, <laughs>
1: um,
0: and that was really cute. Uh, so yeah, I I got kind of attached to that baby.
1: Yeah, the babies are nice. There's not really besides
0: any... besides those two babies, I don't like any other babies.
1: Okay, if you would have met mm-hmm. my kids when they were babies, you might have thought they were okay. That's true. I met Brock
0: when he's basically a baby. I don't know. He was, he, like was st- he was talking four
1: or five and you... That's true. I think you thought he was a lot less coherent than he was because you were like, wow. Yeah. I think- that you he can- was
0: spazzing out, I think, yeah. But <laughs> And I was... Yeah, I think the first time I met him, I was like, oh, he's about to be much younger. <laughs> and then I've talked to him since. And now he's, he's right on for his age.
1: Kind of when he my friends come over that they don't see often, they uh, show off by being weird. It's... It's a, it's very in keeping with my brand. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so we're 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 back by smoking lady on the phone lady, and we ha- find out that um, there's a man named Ted who's apparently mm-hmm. very attractive. That's a, yeah, scholar a real is accused of having an affair with, and I want to see what the cake. fuck this guy looks like.
0: <laughs> I mean, accused and acknowledged. She doesn't like say I didn't have an affair. She was. Pretty open about it.
1: I just don't know if she really did have an affair or if it's like another elaborate cover that they use. Like, oh, do you know fair, what I mean? Because like, yeah, they they have a whole tenting business for pests. Then. So like, what if this like Ted guy is just another affair, like lie? Or, I don't know.
0: That no, true. Absolutely. Could be. And I guess we'll find out in the coming weeks.
1: But I still want to see how hot he is, because if on the phone lady says that he's a hunk, like I trust yeah. it, you know,
0: I I don't know if he can beat Bob, but...
1: Nothing can. We,
0: nothing can beat Bob Odenkirk. He's the hottest man on the
1: planet. He really is. Uh,
0: so, yeah, he's a honk, and, yeah, Marie's, like, thinks that's the reason Skylar's crying, but it's really because her husband's a monster. Um,
1: so it seems like oh, here oh, Skylar's pretty f- frightened of him, her husband yeah, is.
0: And so and we watched this finally. She's frightened in the next episode a little bit. That's where... In the one we just saw last week, that's where... Walt was hiding the methylamine at the car wash and she's just, like, not talking to him. Yeah. And, and then, then the one after that is when this this phase of their relationship kind of ends. That's where she shows him all the money. and was like, you don't need to keep cooking meth. You have, like, a storage garage full of money you can't do anything with. And then there's, like, a time jump and they're kind of cool again.
1: It seems but- like one of the things that... Brings them together is when Hank realizes what's going on. I'm not sure. For sure. Yeah.
0: Because, well, yeah, because then later on he's on the bathroom floor and she's like, it seems like Hank doesn't have a lot to get us with. Yeah. And then she goes right back into that mode once, like, Hank dies and she tries to stab him.
1: Well, I don't know. He seems like a pretty unpredictable threat when she realizes that he's killed mm-hmm. Hank. Then I think she really, yeah. like, then anybody could be just kill anybody at that point, you know. <laughs>
0: For sure. I wasn't dunking on her for trying to stab. Him. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying that's what she did. Um, or I guess she doesn't try to stab. She gets all swingy with a knife. She doesn't go stabbing.
1: So I think she just wants to make sure he stays away from the family. I don't know. I mm-hmm. would. I haven't swung a knife at anybody. Oh yeah, Walt well,
0: Junior wasn't in this episode at all. He was probably studying for that test. Yeah, callback.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, then we go from that dinner to where do we go to? Uh, or no, well, not dinner. We, I'm sorry. That that uh that conversation. That, yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. Uh so then uh well Jesse comes over to their house mm. to be like hey dude come on oh, five yeah. million dollars. Well because hey. they talked
1: to De- they talked to Declan right and they uh oh right oh right so yeah they talked to Declan and Declan is like does the math really quick and is like I can see you want to give me six hundred and sixty six gallons of methylamine uh Mm -hmm. it's not because you're satanists uh it's because (laughs) you probably have an even thousand i want blue meth off the streets completely i'm only gonna do a deal with you if you give me the full thousand
0: and so you just posited maybe a way they could have gotten out of this is if they just would have gone full goth gear to this meeting (laughs) and just be like no dude we traffic in 666 that's what we love
1: uh, yeah, I would have loved if there was all of a sudden a heavy occult overtone to Breaking Bad. <laughs> like there, we see uh, both Jesse and Mike in, uh, yeah, all goth gear with like real deep mikes eye an eyeliner, yeah.
0: yeah, and just hot topic to the nines. Yeah,
1: it would have worked perfectly, but instead they didn't think too far ahead, did they? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, no, they didn't. And look what happened. Mike ended up dead. All you had to do
1: was <laughs> go to was hot topic,
0: wear some devil shit. Yeah, and they'd be like six, six, six. Seems like all you would have,
1: <laughs> I, that's, as
0: you are Satanists.
1: It's a uh, all anyone knows about the Satanic mm-hmm. Bible. I think uh, mm-hmm.
0: it's pra- praise be to the Beast. Yes, yes.
1: The, dark mm-hmm. the Dark Lord, or is that Voldemort? The Dark Lord. What? Uh, I guess it Voldemort's
0: came... Voldemort's made up. Silly. Oh. Satan's real, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. we should all praise him. Oh. This is a pro Satan podcast, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh... The, yeah, so then that's when Jesse goes over, and Walt's kind of a sad boy.
1: Yeah, so Walt was—so mm-hmm. this was a—I thought it was, like, really late at night because Walt was laying in bed, but then Skylar comes home with groceries to cook dinner, so I'm all fucked up on the timeline of this particular evening. I don't know It what, could have
0: been um, Daylight—not Daylight Savings the other time, when, but near Christmas.
1: I think they still call when, that Daylight Savings.
0: Well, I thought Daylight Savings is half the year, and, that like, we're in that now but then the other times just like time.
1: Okay, so they were during that... time
0: and <laughs> they were during time, yeah. And and in time sometimes uh it gets dark early, right? But why was I he in know. bed?
1: I guess he was just sleepy. He was just like I just need to out. lay down. Yeah, I had yeah. a long day cooking math.
0: I'm technically in a bed right now.
1: I was in a bed watching the show. So I there's mm-hmm. really no class for judgment. I'm
0: pro beds. <laughs> I so I don't think you need any excuse to get into
1: one. Okay. And I bet, you know, a man like Walt, he just makes his own schedule. And mm-hmm. he gets into bed whenever he pleases.
0: For sure. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Jesse is like, come on, like, come fuck off. Like, come on, it's $5 million. And then he mentions, he's like, you only needed, like, 700000 when we started. And this is, like, five of that.
1: Yeah, so I don't, obviously don't understand where that number comes from. But I don't know mm-hmm. how he did the math. But then he tells a story. Walt tells a story about Grey matter. Mm-hmm. Enterprises or whatever, that the company that he made with the Schwartzes, we remember them, and... Well, yeah. uh, He talks about kind of like how he, it seems like his motivating factor now is to build a financial empire the likes of this company, because he divested his uh, stake in the company that he created with the Schwartzes in college that then grew to be very uh, profitable. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is a good motivating factor i guess but mm-hmm. um it,
0: it's like when you leave an improv team and then they get a regular slot at io yeah like it's like that it's it's exactly, exactly the same that, thing
1: yeah mm-hmm. um um it was definitely one of these things it makes him sound super entitled uh, right. that i was like i had a hard time i've known people in my life like this who are like uh have been what they felt as close to greatness, but not realize that maybe the thing that made the company successful was the fact that they weren't involved, uh, which mm-hmm. is a real possibility. Uh, mm-hmm. And they just—he doesn't
0: seem stable.
1: This guy. Yeah, yeah. this guy Walt. This he doesn't seem Walt. very. Yeah, it seems as... he
0: seems kind of erratic.
1: It seems as though like a brush with his own mortality in the form of this reoccurring cancer has made him a little bit more, like you said, erratic.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But who's to say? Uh-huh. And also kind of a jerk.
1: He ha- has a little bit of a toot with people, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. Like, because if he for real did say, like, if he opened every sentence with, I hear you, then, and then say what he wants to say with, like, dialed down a bit, he could get everything he wanted. And we talked about this last week, but we have, we're going to come up on this awkward dinner he has with his wife. But if he just opened up that dinner with, hey, babe, this is great. <laughs>
1: I like, then yeah,
0: yeah. Then it would have all. Then the series finale, show over. He solved all his problems.
1: But instead, he's very proud, mm-hmm. and he can't uh, just apologize. And I don't like that mm-hmm. about him. And you don't like that about him. No, I don't. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, uh, but then we get to the best scene of the episode.
1: Yeah, that was. I you're telling me that like this is one of the top ten best scenes of this whole series. I don't
0: know if anyone else would say that. I love it. And because it, it is a scene, obviously, because it's not like explosive and like no characters are like dead at the end of it. And then like it's definitely it's probably the one scene you could probably cut out in the episode would still make sense. Yeah. But it's lovely. And we're talking about the scene where Jesse has dinner with Skyler and Walt. It's the
1: best. There is a part of Jesse when he interacts with Walt's wife, when he ex- interacts with on the phone lady or smoking lady. My bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he has this like. I attribute it to Midwestern vibe where I just want to be nice to people like adults. Do you know what I mean? And say, be like polite to somebody's spouse um, just for the sake of, you know, existing in the world and making sure other people feel OK. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, so he definitely has those vibes and she hates him for it. She really doesn't want to give Jesse an inch, man. hmm.
0: No, and he's just going off on... Uh,
1: the green beans. What he eats for
0: dinner yeah. and how good her food is and how dope her house is. And then she... And, like, how good she is at her job. <laughs> uh, to which she says, did he tell you about my affair? And then
1: he's <laughs> drinking wine. She likes white wine a lot. She loves it.
0: Uh-huh. And she's like, uh, book club's tomorrow, but we're getting started tonight. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And,
0: yeah, then... Uh, yeah, and then she uh, has this great. I I don't know if she choreographed this wonderfully timed, maybe I be excused, wine pour, stand up <laughs> at the same time. It's wonderful.
1: I think it feels like something that just happened naturally on set, where they're like, you know, just feel the scene, just feel your space, mm-hmm. and and how would Skylar react to having wine and a plate and a wine glass and uh, having her a pair affair air it out like that and she's like I know exactly what to do with this Uh, Mm. it's pretty exciting Uh, but yes she rules Yeah. so then Skyler leaves the scene and Walt explains that uh, his own wife had been kind of counting down the days till his cancer return and anticipating his death and had forced the kids to stay out of the house ideally I think the motivation there was Not to rob Walt of his children, but because he runs a meth ring, uh, and the children probably aren't safe in the house. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, and we skipped over, like, one of the—you don't know this, but one of the, I think, quasi-famous lines from the series, the, I'm not in either, I'm in the money business.
1: Oh, is that a line from the— Or, no,
0: in the empire business. Yeah. That's what he says. And, uh,
1: yeah, cool. Cool line. uh, I would like to be— in the Empire business, but that needs something different for where I'm from. That's just a carpet mm-hmm. company. Um,
0: yep. Or like, if you work at Empire Records, even as an intern, you're in the Empire business. So
1: true. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, uh, I, what was the resolution of that scene? Was it just like, I'm not going to sell my message meth- It's like, you want, you want cooking? me to
0: give away... Yeah, he's like, this is... He's like... He, I just stumbled over so many words. Uh, he literally ends... The scene ends with him saying like, my wife hates me, my cancer's coming back. The only thing I have left is this meth business, and then, or this business, and then scene ends. And it's a weird transition on uh, not watching on TV because it cuts right to him, just like from being like kind of cool not cool and collected to scurrying like a little rat to try to steal the methylamine.
1: Yes, I uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, then Mike's like, hey, come in here. Uh, and he's like, I don't mm. want to. and he Goes, that's not a request. And flashes his
0: gun. Flashes his gun, and then starts kind of goes off about the Second Amendment.
1: Yeah, he tears a lot yeah. about you know, gun saves lives. God is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. it,
0: the only good, only way to stop a you a you with a gun is a me with a gun. Y- uh, and uh, I, I was, that's the that could have probably gotten cut in the episode would have still made sense. <laughs> well,
1: because it went on uh-huh. for like two and a half minutes. And Walt kept going. I don't agree with you, Mike. I I I hear what you're saying. (laughs) He's
0: like, I just I've I've combed through the data, and it doesn't make anyone safer. Uh, And Mike's Mike and Mike just keeps showing him like posts on Facebook that he saw that affirms his worldview. And obviously, unless you're not like into that, that's not going to persuade anyone.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's really no way to force graphs down. Walt's throat mm-hmm. to make him change his opinion on guns
0: and then he threw a couple like memes in there that like that like about liberal tears and about like uh, like what are you triggered <laughs> and yeah and Walt was like okay just like get out of my face like it
1: was this the generation okay. of the phrase snowflake is this where snowflake came from because I'm pretty
0: sure snowflake was yeah from making bad because he says like you fucking snowflake and then
1: Walt goes you... but we're in the desert and he was like you're a snowflake
0: yeah you're Walter you're just a snowflake. <laughs> you, you're a liberal cuck. and I want nothing to do with you and taking my Second Amendment. Uh,
1: and then so then well, it's like, "Well, okay, I'm glad that we got yeah. to the bottom of that." And they go into the right. office,
0: and uh, <laughs> yeah, they, that's all in the garage. And then they go in the office, <laughs>
1: uh, and they just stare at each other, seemingly for I think five and a half to six hours. Um, yeah, all night.
0: They just hang out and they play, they play Boggle. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, uh, I don't know who wins. They put it away. They're, they're not hap- They're still not happy with each other, but they need to pass the time. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. that's just a sign of a true adult, true maturity there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they uh, go. So then in the morning, I thought Walt, or I'm sorry, I thought that Mike had to go to the bathroom, but he had other business to attend to. He zip ties only one of his, uh, Walt's hands to a radiator.
0: Yeah, so a, a pretty tame episode, and I was kind of like I. I was getting a little horny and I wanted something to happen. And then Mike starts patting Walt down. I was was like, okay, this is getting me going. And then he gets some light bondage in there. And then I was, yeah, then I was finished.
1: Uh, Well, because Mike turns and from behind Walt pats down his chest and just tweaks his nipples a little bit. Just a Mm -hmm, little bit. And you could tell Mm -hmm. that Walt like tensed up, but he didn't dislike it and then he goes mm-hmm. through his pants pockets and you could tell he kind of spent too much time around the thighs mm-hmm. and then he uh yeah he zip ties one of his hands and he goes you wait right here I'll be right back yeah. or wait. yeah
0: and then he also like exhaled on the back of his neck a little
1: bit yeah and you could tell mm-hmm, which like is pretty cool yeah just got and while it went oh, okay <laughs> stop it
0: okay all right
1: <laughs> and so then uh the second Mike Lee's like, he doesn't even wait to make sure the engine has like let, cleared the sound <laughs> yeah, of the he block. Yeah,
0: re- he gets right to yeah, it. Yeah, he,
1: he starts kicking and flailing around. He notices a coffee mm. pot to try to break it open. It it doesn't work. He can't like maneuver it towards him. So then he unplugs the coffee pot, uh, rips apart the wire, threads one half through one part of the zip tie and the other, and then turns it on and starts, you know, like electrocuting himself essentially. And at a certain point I was like, all right, I'm pretty sure just once you get started, you you can stop. Like you don't need to go all you, the way through, you know.
0: Yeah, because you could just tear it. Yeah, right? I,
1: I would think so. Once it like parts, like even just mm-hmm. a small part of it's been melted, you have something to work uh-huh. with. But no, man, he wanted the pain.
0: Yeah, and he also could have just asked our Lord and Savior Satan to free him of his bonds, and he probably would have figured it out that way.
1: Yeah, if only he had thought of Satan. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: When in doubt, think of Satan. That's what we want to tell you all. Right? Uh, please rate and review and subscribe. Hail Satan. Okay. So uh, then he gets a, he wastes a bunch of water on his uh, bad, sad, sore, out w- wrist
1: Yeah. Uh, mm. And then he uh, steals the methylamine. But we don't actually see him do it. We just know that he's yeah. out and about.
0: Well, then we cut, so then we thought, we're like, all right, they've been, the gods have been good. We're, we're all, we've all come. And uh, then Bob Odenkirk steps on frame and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, shit. It's one of those episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty fun scene where I don't think Mike has a single line and they just file a restraining order against the DEA.
1: Yeah, I was I was interested to hear, you know, like... Uh, I guess it's one of those flimsy... It was, seemed like a flimsy argument that, like, the DEA was stalking Mike. Uh, that it wouldn't normally stand in court. And I think even after... Uh, Uh, bob and mike leave they realized that like it may have bought them 24 hours worth of time but not much at all and they needed to get their affairs in order um for him Mm -hmm. to leave town
0: yeah Um, but
1: yeah yeah, they do it well he he really tries (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and they
0: they have some conversation about mayonnaise i actually i kind of missed it
1: well they're going through the clips was it in that scene I feel like it was in a different time when he listened to the bugs but you had mentioned in the past that you really like those like little excerpts of like uh everyday life that still exists oh yeah and in one of them I think he I think in one of the like recorded bugs that Mike listens to Hank's talking about either how like aioli isn't mayonnaise or ranch dressing isn't Mm. mayonnaise and they have to slather so much on uh and it just seemed like love it yeah something you'd like Mm-hmm. Uh, Big fan. So then Mike goes back to the uh, warehouse where the mm-hmm. methemone is gone and he puts a gun right to Walter's head and Jesse goes like, Don't do it! Uh, Don't! Yo, oh, come on! He's got a plan! <laughs> nah, just, just leave him out! Nah. Uh, and then I guess that's the end of the episode, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Everybody wins. And the next episode just starts them in the car on the way to everybody winning.
1: So it sounds like, it appears as though everyone was on board with Hey, uh, Walt's plan. Uh,
0: yeah, and he kind of dicks over because he says, he's like, I get my five million, you do too, and he gets to keep his methylamine. And then he dicks over Jesse in the next episode by, he gets Mike his five million, but Jesse, he's like, You got the two meth, meth, meth cooks. And Jesse's like, But I'm out too, remember? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so. That guy, you can't trust him as far as you can throw him, that Walter White. Yeah, not.
0: Yeah, there, that's a good line by Mike. Like, no, Walter, the last thing I got to do to you
1: and he was right uh that's true very true Mm -hmm.
0: well uh this has been fun uh we gotta quick we gotta throw some shout outs to the real heroes the real people who make the episode sizzle and clack and feel like a real world it's we gotta talk about these people who were
1: under five they just had five minutes to make an impression i think it's like to have under five lines oh is it i thought it was time no it's under five set lines (laughs)
0: Ooh, then this one might not count, because the only one I have is Phil Duran, who plays DEA agent. I think he still was
1: under five, to tell you the truth.
0: We'll give it to him. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, Phil Duran, he's a working actor. He looks like he's, uh, actor, miscellaneous crew, stunts? (laughs) Uh, he's, looks like he's born and raised in Albuquerque, so he just kind of works there. So he's a
1: local hire, so that's great. Local
0: local hire, local hottie. Uh. (laughs) He's in. He's just in something called Interrogation as C.O. Burns. Okay. He was just in a, another movie called The Wave as Police Officer. He's just in a bunch of shit, mostly as cop, uh, director of CIA, cop. Yeah.
1: He's a lot of stuff as a cop. Good. I mean, he has cop vibes. He's got, like, yeah. lanky, strung-out cop vibes. I don't know what to call it.
0: Huh? Oh, and he's in another episode of this. Ooh, don't know if I should have included him. He was in Tahajali. I didn't. I didn't remember him from that. But, oopsie. Uh,
1: Tahajali is <laughs> the one. I. I
0: the one... Oh, go on. Yeah, go
1: on. It's the one after Ozzy or before Ozzy Mandy is. It after. You got it. Our, okay, so yeah, it's the one where they yeah. they end it in the desert, right?
0: They end with bang 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 pew pew shoot shoot.
1: Yes. At the very end. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then the only other one, and we've seen her before. So I don't know if we can count her, but our friend Antoinette Antonio, the TV, the real life TV reporter, who that's her real life name.
1: That must have been such a fun get for her, don't you think? Uh-huh. That would have yeah. really she's in she's in this and uh in that
0: other one. And she's just she's she's great. She's in, yeah. And like I said, she's been in another thing as TV reporter and another thing as female news host number two. <laughs> so she's wonderful. We love her. Uh Antoinette, no, I wanna actually I think you've got the goods. You read that not real news as well as you read regular news. Get some headshots taken and give this a real go. Did- uh Yeah, I want to see you in other st- I want to see you break out because you have such range.
1: Well, I feel like in TV shows and movies in general, they just use the actual news personality of whatever town they're in and they often don't fake it unless it's mm-hmm. like a fake place because
0: well, I get that, but I'm saying she could use this. That's how she got her foot in the door, oh. by being a real news reporter. Yeah. But then she could springboard that into a legitimate career. I think she could be the next Carrie Coon. I think she's got, I think she's got it. Uh, she's, she's got the face of a star. Uh, and listen, if I'm ever working on anything, she's the first one I'm going to call to cast.
1: You're going to call not, her to
0: cast? <laughs> to cast her not as a TV reporter, as a, doctor, as a doctor or as a fire person.
1: That would be cool.
0: Or a male woman.
1: Uh, I feel like the actress who plays Tahani started off as some type of, you know, television personality, like a... Like a from news, The Good Place? Yeah, from The Good Place. Oh, okay. Uh, I've, I've, her name escapes me right now, so I feel bad.
0: She's great. I love her. But I
1: feel like she started off in the UK as, like, a some type of anchor of something, and then... Oh. Or, like, maybe, like, does, does, like, color commentary on stuff or something, you know. That's fun. Yeah. So that's a... Well... That's a fun little fact. So there is the opportunity. There is a path that it does happen. And as we all know, David Letterman started off as a weatherman and then became a... I didn't
0: know that. Oh, really? That's cool. In,
1: in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So there yeah, you go. Good for him. Yeah. And it's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know who anyone else started out as. Uh, but cool.
1: Well, Meg, uh,
0: let's give this a letter grade. What do you What do you want to give? So I want
1: to say that I, I like Mike a lot. And I like watching episodes mm-hmm. with Mike in them. But I don't mm-hmm. like... Dead kids at all, and cool. uh, I didn't feel like there was a ton of action in this episode. Um,
0: mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of moving the pieces around. I, feel. Yeah. I, I get you there. So
1: mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and give this one a B plus.
0: Cool, and, cool. uh cool. I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna. It's hard. It's right in that range between B and B plus. But I'll say B plus. Oh really? Yeah. I I like Mike a lot, and I enjoy everything he does. But I I don't know. This one didn't feel like. It kinda of felt like rabid dog, right? It didn't feel yeah. like it would it was like you said, it was an episode that stood to you know, mm. put set stuff up for later episodes. Yeah,
0: obviously the last one I mean we'll we'll find out, but the episode that canonically takes place before this clearly ends with something big happening.
1: Very true. And yes.
0: The next one clearly ends with something big happening. So this is just kinda of right in between there. Uh the the scenes with Walt and Jesse at his house followed by the dinner kinda of puts it over it for me. Yeah. I love that. I love both those scenes. Um but good. All right. Well, if you want to give us a B plus, aka 5 stars, <laughs> uh do do so on Apple Podcasts cuz I that or or Stitcher. I know. Can they rate Shit. us on
1: Spotify? Uh, I don't even know.
0: No, nah, you can't do that there. Oh, okay. But you should follow us on all those places. Um and you should uh tell your fucking tell your friends, okay? Me and Meg need more listeners, we, and we want you.
1: We want, yeah, we want listeners. We would really like it if you shared uh, us with your people. That would be just mm-hmm. the best. And
0: we, we, we want to get to the point where I want to see a direct message on Twitter by, from some actor that says, Hey, in two episodes of your podcast, I actually was in that episode. Can I be on that episode of your podcast? I want that more than anything in the world. So we need you guys to pick up the slack and tell your friends so that that can happen.
1: Adam's birthday is coming up in October, and I think that's what Mm -hmm. he needs for his birthday. So Mm -hmm. I want someone to be like, hey, I'm Phil
0: Duran. I played that DEA agent in two episodes of Breaking Bad. I would love to just shoot in the shit with you and Meg and talk about what makes me horny. I (laughs) would love that more than any birthday. My favorite gift thus far in my life, was the Nintendo GameCube I got in Christmas 2001. Mm. Nothing's beaten it so far.
1: But that. Help? Uh, I don't know if any. You think that would be. I think
0: thi- this would beat it. This would be the only thing that could beat the Nintendo GameCube in
1: 2001. Okay, well, we fuck. We gotta mm. we gotta try to. We gotta do we it. We gotta get Phil Duran on so we can hear what makes him horny. That's.
0: Phil Duran and Antoinette Antonio. Oh, shit. Uh, I wanna
1: know what makes if- her horny, yeah.
0: If we got her, oh my god, yeah, she's yeah, she's she's great. Yeah. Uh I want I I need to get for I need to get for a tough talking to and be like you've got the chops. You need to get, we need to get you out to LA.
1: You got to get out to LA. You got to start re- We need to get
0: you in casting rooms. You could you could do this. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. uh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. uh until next time, I suppose.
0: I'm a good
1: bye to you! Fair
0: listener. Bye.
1: Bye.